Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Pam Herman is a self-proclaimed lead plate spinner at Reach Across the Register. She's a best-selling author, public speaker, and customer acquisition and retention expert devoted to helping companies create an exceptional customer experience and then leverage their reputation online to drive more traffic and increase sales and profits. With over 25 years as an entrepreneur, inventor, social media expert, and best-selling author, she melds consumer behavior business best practices and internet marketing together in one perfectly packed stick of dynamite. We have the author of the, this is most recently late last year, Pam published the customer manifesto and the customer manifesto is how business has failed customers and what it takes to earn lasting loyalty. Pam Herman, welcome to the boss free society podcast. I am so happy to be here with the boss free people. I love, awesome. intro, I love your intro with boss holes. That's so clever. We like to be keep it real here. We keep it real. We do. Keep it edgy. We don't, don't necessarily keep it clean, but we do keep it real. You know what? <laughs> well, as we've learned this morning, it's a little bit about clean, but just only a little bit. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. So, you know, Pam, the question that I, you know, looking over at your book and, you know, seeing, you know, what, what you've kind of, put out there. And it's interesting. One of the quotes that was in the book or more like a statistic that 80% of companies feel that they deliver superior customer service, but yet customers say that only 8% are offering superior customer service. So why is there such a disconnect and what's the deal with that? Yeah, it's an interesting statistic because really they talk to the same company's customers. These weren't random companies, random customers. No, these were customers of the companies being surveyed. That's how big the chasm is between those two data points, which is a little bit hair-raising. So, okay, well, let's kind of reverse engineer this. When, Patty, when was the last time you had a customer experience where you walked out and you're just kind of shaking your head like, man, they just don't get it? Okay, perfect example. The other day I was at Kohl's, I was with my mom and she wanted to get some shoes. So I had given her a gift certificate because that's where she buys. And when we were looking for her size, we um, had asked one of the employees who pointed us in the direction of a self-help kiosk. We go over to the kiosk, the kiosk was broken. Then we had to track down the floor manager for the shoe department who then said, yeah, it's over there and pointed to the shelf. When we specified that the shoes weren't there, I had said, hey, can you do me a favor and check on your little thingy there where these shoes are and if they can have them shipped to my mom. I'm accustomed to Nordstrom's customer service, which is exemplary. And when I saw that Kohl's just wasn't willing to help, they lost a $100 uh, shopping from me because I was ready to throw down a hundred bucks for two pairs of shoes for my mom. Really, really disappointing. Yeah. So, okay. Disappointing. What other emotions come to the surface on that? 
frustrated. I just had it in my mind and I immediately took out my phone and I tweeted it. I'm like, at Kohl's, what is going on? Get your, you know, shit together so that I can buy my mom these shoes. And it took a day for them to respond. It's like, again, lost deal. They did respond and said, hey, we'd be happy to help. But the process was broken. Ah. And so just that frustration and like just not feeling the love, if you will, from them as a company. And now we're talking about it now. It's like, it seems like this bad news spreads even faster than if it would have been a good experience, right? Exactly. That's exactly right. So let's drill a little bit deeper with this. So why wouldn't you just say to the floor manager, look, I want to bring this forward to you so you can improve the way you do business. Why did you not take the time to do that just out of curiosity? Because it seemed like the employees that were there, and of course, we don't want to make a blanket statement on all Kohl's or Kohl's employees, but in that specific experience, they didn't seem like they were really engaged or wanting to help, right? They were just going through the motions. And even if I would have provided that feedback, I really think it would have been like taken on deaf ears. Like they'd be like, whatever, woman. And then they would have just dismissed me. Okay, exactly. So when we look at that statistic that Tim just read, that's the reason why businesses are thinking, oh yeah, we're all that in a bag of chips. And there are these little engagements that are lost opportunities that really add up to some serious dollars. When it's not just a single event, this is like a lifetime event. Now you're broadcasting this out. You guys have a serious following and you see how this works. You went onto Twitter and you've got a really big Twitter following. Do you see how this works? So what happens, I believe, when we kind of peel back what happens with an organization is, you know, they'll say, hey, fill out a survey card or, you know, let's just survey our customers quarterly or once a year. And it takes, you know, especially enterprise level companies like Kohl's probably takes them months to understand what those responses look like and then how do they synthesize that into a process and then how do they go back and train their people Do you see where the disconnect is? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So what our programs help businesses do is to really understand, number one, it starts all the way back. It's not just about you and your customer experience, although you're a person, you have feelings, and it matters to you. Your engagement level was on the negative side for them. You engaged with their brand negatively, right? You went online and engaged with it negatively. What we need to be able to do is take a really close look at an organization and say, okay, We have these employees who are making 10 or 12 bucks an hour, and they are our brand ambassadors. You guys are experts at branding. You understand this thing. It's massively important that you take the customer experience, you dial it back to the employee engagement, and you have to dial it back even further and talk about what do you value as an organization and make sure that you're training your employees, especially the customer-facing employees, with those values and that they're projecting them. So they're not just pointing, oh, the shoes are over there. They're walking you there and saying, is this what you're looking for? You know, they're taking that extra step. I'm so sorry about the kiosk being broken. You know, they bend over backwards to get a product in your hand, get the sale. So that you're going online and saying, wow, here were a couple of little hitches in their giddy up, but what did they do to recover me? They went the extra mile to make sure I left here 100% happy. That's where the missed opportunity is for a lot of these companies. They're just not connecting dots. It's the craziest thing. So how is it 
that this happens that conversely, right? I go to Nordstrom. I had bought a pair of Hunter boots, right? They don't make the Hunter boots, but the zipper in the back of my boot had broken. And I was like, I can't believe it. I just bought these boots like two months ago. And Hunter brand is it's a pretty good brand, you know, and I spent a good amount of money yeah, for them. expensive boots. Yeah. So I took them back and I was at the customer service. I'm like, hey, can you help me with this? She's like, yeah, absolutely. And I said, here's what happened. She filled out this form and said, you know what? We have somebody to help get this back the way that it's supposed to be. And I said, well, how much is this going to cost me? And she said, I don't know, like $30, $40. And I said, here's the deal. And I said, I know you guys didn't make them, but I feel compelled to say that this isn't what I bought. Like I bought this pair of Hunter boots because I assumed that there would be quality against it. And now I'm just really disappointed because I've worn them not that many times and then this happens. So the employee is like, this is what she said. I totally understand where you're coming from. That makes a lot of sense to me you know what, let me talk to my management because you're right. This shouldn't be the case. So we'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. It'll get taken care of. It's like he heard me. Exactly. Ding, 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 ding. That's it. Okay. So she started with letting you vent. Yes. Okay. That is like step one in recovery. Let the customer vent. Let them tell you what's on their mind. Step number two, empathize. Nod your head. I get it. You have every right to feel the way you do. It makes perfect sense. All of a sudden, you've got, now got an ally. You're saying to them, let me do everything in my power to make the situation right for you. That's the power an employee, any employee, regardless of how much they're being paid, Main Street business, enterprise, doesn't matter. Every employee should be empowered with that ability and trained to deliver that and say, here's what we can do for you. That's all you want to hear. Just make the situation. All I care about is the result. Just get me the result. Even if you can't get the full resort, let me know that I have some value to this bottom line and treat me that way. So, Tim, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and at the end of the day, for that employee at Nordstrom's, if she waived that 30 or $40, at the end of the day, Patty, how long have you shopped at Nordstrom's? I buy my makeup there. I buy stuff. I, I buy gifts there. I just feel good shopping there because I know right. I'm so taken you, care of. So my, my point is, I mean, you shop there a lot, right? Like years and years you've shopped there for. I have shopped there for years. I wouldn't say I shop there a lot, <laughs> but I do shop there. I mean, I, I am an advocate because I love their stance on everything, especially customer service. But even the fact that they don't set up their Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving is done. <laughs> I mean, that is something that is so, you know, not a big mentionable, but I think that's remarkable. Right, right. It's going back to Seth Godin where he talks about organizations that are remarkable. Sure. I like the fact that it's not even Halloween. I don't want to see Christmas stuff out. I want to go through the holidays, go through Thanksgiving, (laughs) move into Christmas, and then I'm like, okay, cool. And they really honor that, and I love that about them. Right. So, Yeah, go ahead, Tim. I was just going to clear my whole point there with that thing is at the end of the day, you know, Patty is not a $30 customer. The life of the customer is going to be much more than that. So if if it's going to cost $30 to correct the problem, you know. It was worth it. Exactly. That, you know, because the life, the it's the lifetime value of each customer. You know, most people that you know will see a customer and they're oh, they're only buying something that was ten dollars. Yeah. Well, how many times do they come into the store and purchase and purchase and purchase? So. And just- even further, taking that thought even further, Tim, is that you have social influence that every store is not aware of, right? Absolutely. You can go online. And you can say exactly what you think about a brand, a local business, 
an experience, and you can influence the purchasing behaviors of others. So it's even if you are a one-time customer to a business or your business owner, somebody comes in and they buy a $10 thing, they still have influence. They still deserve to be treated in a way just like they're loyal, they're most engaged customers. Every customer has value that is unseen to a large degree with businesses. It's Absolutely. fascinating stuff, isn't it? And it really everybody is. on the consumer side feels this. Where businesses really need to step it up and Gallup just released their latest report and it's all about this. They're saying businesses have got to be engaged with their customers at a heart level. Now we're starting to hear businesses talk about, they're not using this language, but I know I'm safe you know, sharing this with you guys. They're talking about masculine energy that's in the head. It's very analytical. It's data-driven, blah, blah, blah. Shifting it down to the heart space, that's feminine energy. That's very much about empathic selling. It's all about connecting with people. It's about understanding the value of people and treating people accordingly in a respectful sort of way. That's what consumers want today, and they're voting with their dollars around these concepts. And the sooner businesses get with the program and start training their people in a way that fosters that level of engagement, the sooner we're all gonna be happier. We won't have to go onto review sites and just bash a brand because they just treated us like garbage. I love, love that. Yeah, that's where we're venting right now. Well, and if you think about it, Pam, you and I have talked about this on a professional level. And I know I push back on if I have a client that says, hey, I wanna get you know, my social media done. I would have my artwork done. It's like, let's go to fundamentals. And there's that brand promise that ties in very nicely to what you're talking about, customer service, where who you are and who you represent yourself to be is one in the same. And if that message is not cohesive and honored and saying, yes, we are consistent in all of our touch points, it doesn't matter that you have a fancy banner or that you're on social media posting consistently. All of that goes by the wayside because you've compromised that brand promise that ties very, very tightly into customer service. That's exactly right. And it's so funny because, you know, I sort of make a practice out of always bringing feedback forward when I have the time to a business manager or an owner. If I have an experience that's a little off the rails, I'll say to them, you know, are you open to some feedback? Let me share with you what my experience is. And interestingly, a lot of these individuals don't really know how to respond to it. So (laughs) they stand there and I think, you know, all you have to do is just acknowledge me and let me know that my feedback is of value and how you're going to take it forward. That to me, that's like my love language as a consumer. Like I just want to know if I'm going to take the time to give you feedback, then dude, your job is just to nod your head and say, thank you. That means a lot to us. It's super simple, right? I go into, um, there's a grocery store about a mile from my home. It's a Kroger. And they play like the worst music ever, (laughs) right? It does not want to make me linger. So I filled out a comment card and I threw it in the little box. Never heard back from them. So a couple months later, I did again. I thought, you know, let's see how far we can ride this sick pony. And so (laughs) fill that another one. Never heard back. I drive 20 miles up the road to Trader Joe's. They greet me. They sincerely ask me, how's your day going? What are you up to today? You know, they're engaging with me as they're, you know, beep, beep. And at the end of the day, they're just like, I'm like, I love the music you guys play in here. Isn't that weird? They're just like, well, thanks. Yeah, we put a lot of thought into that. I'm like, it makes me want to linger. And he said, isn't that the point? Exactly. And I'm thinking, where's the disconnect between like a Kroger store and a Trader Joe's? What's the difference? You know, they're just thinking about their customers differently. That's all there is. They're putting different value on these experiences. 
and also, I guess to that point, both companies are public companies, and so it's all about shareholder value in the corporate office. I mean, I could definitely speak to that, but how do you figure that in, in Trader Joe's instance, they've paid so much more attention to these little aspects like the music, and then Kroger's has it. I guess you as a consultant and an expert in this field, how can you, or what is the message that you relay to show them that there is a positive return and a sustainable brand equity building effort in customer service and the importance of it. Yeah, it's one of those things where as a professional, you come into an organization, you say, here's where we're seeing gaps. Okay, you guys invest hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to move products around on a shelf. And you seem to do this every couple of years in order to, you know, put products right at my eye level and to sell, right? That's what their gig is at Kroger. And yet they're not even thinking about what are the nuances of the customers. Like that's all about them. Product placement, that's all about sales. It has nothing to do with me as a customer. As a matter of fact, it does nothing but confuse me for three months because I can't (laughs) find the stuff that I typically would go to. It's just like, what the hell? Where's the, you know, where is the baking soda this week? So it shows that their focus is not on the customer. It's on their sales. And yet ironically, I'm the one that drives the sales. My money is the one that goes in the till, right? Your money goes in the till. That's where there's a big disconnect. So going into an organization and saying, there's money leaking, and here's just one of many examples of the places where dollars are leaking out of your business. And if you're going to disrupt an entire, in that Kroger example, if you're going to disrupt your entire operation to rip apart a store and put it back in a way to increase your sales, what's in it for me is the consumer, like, how are you making this easier for me? You're not. So it's a weird, I get it, they're stakeholders. They have demands. The higher you get in a big enterprise level business, the less connected you are to the street level of what do your customers think and feel. That's why net promoter scores and stuff are like that are really are important. You know, on a scale of one to 10, how likely are you to, you know, refer my business to your friends? That'll tell you at the end of the day, what your value is to a company when they ask you that question. So how, how does the, the small guy, the entrepreneur that maybe either has an online business or a direct selling business, how do they parlay these concepts from the customer manifesto into their business? Great question. So at the end of the day, everything in the book, everything in business boils down to one concept, and that is listening. So in the customer manifesto, we talk about here are 10 value statements that customers want, and if, you're, if you want to move forward in today's business and grow organically, here's some simple low-hanging fruit that you can attach to. One of them is all about listening. Everything that you and I and Tim are talking about, this is all about listening. And so as a small business owner, a home-based business owner, it's the same thing. The hub of the wheel is creating deep-level connectedness with people, and you only do that one way, and that's by stepping out of ego and into listening, which is really understand what it is that people care and value. And when you know that, you're going to know what's going to compel them to take action, whether it's a buy now button, opt in, you know, whatever it is that you want them to do. If you understand what's going to compel them at a core values level, you can move a mountain. It's crazy because people are going to transact with businesses that they feel share the same values, right? That's a quote right from Howard Schultz from Starbucks. Absolutely. Wow. So is this a situation, can you uh, t- perhaps talk about an example where you have seen an individual entrepreneur, solopreneur that is doing it really great in spite of the fact that their 
may be representing another brand. So say, for example, I'm in a direct selling company and their customer service may not be great, but how do I close the gap because I'm particularly passionate about that product? Yeah, well, you're representing the brand, right? You're also representing your personal brand. And it all boils down to integrity and that, that communication piece. And just making sure that you're communicating with people, what is the straight skinny, let them know, I'm an advocate for you. I'm doing everything in my power. Here's what I'm doing. Keeping them in the loop of the communication. If there is a little bit of a hitch in the giddy up with the company whose products or services you're representing, just keep them in the loop. And it's the same thing with following up for reorders. It's the same thing for when you're trying to get them to buy a product. It's the same thing when you're trying to invite them to something so that they can learn more about your business opportunity. So it all circles back to that one little thing. You just have to get out of your ego, start asking some high-yielding questions, move people into sorting. I like to let people self-sort. You know, ask questions and understand what are they willing to do. That's a good point. I am going to crack the whip on customer service wherever I go. You know what? <laughs> Here's... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we all get it. This is a pain point for all of us. Yeah. And so it's one of those things where the, it's sort of like the, uh, the tail wagging the dog. Right now, the power's in the consumer's hands because we have social equity yeah. and we can influence people in our circle. So you go online and, you know, when somebody's doing a crappy job, you got to call them out. When they're doing an exceptional job, you got to call them out. So in all fairness to businesses that are doing it right, support their businesses by saying, God, these guys rock the free world. I just got my eyeglasses <laughs> from that business a mile from my home. Everybody within, you know, 10 miles needs to go to that business right there. That's how we can support people who are doing it right. Yeah, that's a really key point is celebrating the successes when, you, when they're doing it right and also when they're doing it wrong so there's balance, right? Because yeah. then it just becomes a fine line where you're just being, you know, a negative Nelly or just constantly bitching about all the service that you're seeing and that kind of goes on deaf ears in the long run because you'd be like, oh, she's always bitching about it versus really being constructive. Yes, and it's just like with our children, right? Businesses are just like children. <laughs> That's Positive right. reinforcement. Hey, you guys, you did a great, and I say that all the time, whether it's food servers or an airline employee, you know, people who have a lot of stress and, you know, a lot of demands on their time from customers. It's one of those things where I'm like, you are doing an exceptional job. And that's it. And they're just like, oh my God, thank you so much. It just means the world. Showing to gratitude, yeah. Totally. Showing totally. gratitude. So how did you get so into this, Pam? Well, it's funny you were talking about social media before because I had a, a client I was working with and they're like, you know, I want my, uh, my clients to go online and review my business. Okay, great. Let's put together a plan. So a month later, you know, you could hear like crickets and like, what's the deal? <laughs> Why isn't anybody going online or reviewing your business? And he's like, I don't know. So I sat back and I watched his business and, and I, I saw it. I saw it in the interaction between his employees and his customers. And I said, here's the deal. Like people don't review three-star businesses. They don't have the time to go on and talk about average. They're going to talk about exceptional yeah. or exceptional. Yeah. So which one do you want to be? And he's like, well, exceptional, of course. Okay, great. Here's what we need to do. So it was really, you know, I talked about train going down the track. We had to back the train up just exactly to your point, Patty. You cannot get social media to work as a key lever in your business for organic growth if you're not providing the experience first. That's all there is to it. You have got to train the people so that they can deliver the experience. It's, it's money. It's key. So here's a great example, Tim. Talk about in Handicap This your fan page and why people are so loyal to you, like yeah. from your perspective. 
Well, you, I, we've been consistent for five years, over five years now. And, you know, I post primarily positivity is what I post. And I post basically two times a day, once in the morning, once in the evening. And, you know, there have been times in years past if I forgot to, like, post something, pe- people would, like, email me, are you all right? I didn't get your post. <laughs> and it's just, you know, all about, you know, that consistency. And, they're you know, they're expecting it. Like, they expect at, you know, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time that they are going to get something positive. And they expect that, around 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, they're also going to get that something positive. And I think that's what's really created kind of a, a cult following almost where people, you know, we, we get so many different shares on our stuff and all that. And it's all about creating that experience. You know, I've, I guess you could say conditioned our people to, you know, be on the lookout for our stuff at those times. And Tim, so let me ask you a question. I'm thinking engagement is part of that recipe for success. Oh, absolutely. So you're pushing your stuff out. People are commenting. What are you doing in exchange? Right. So I'm commenting with them. I'm engaged in the conversation. I'm talking more, asking questions. And also, I'm also kind of doing a filter thing because sometimes people will post something negatively or, you know, be uh, abusive or something like that. So I'll have to, you know, ping them or, you know, whatever that is. But for the most part, it's trying to elicit a response. Absolutely. And and that's been so positive with us is we elicit responses. Now, not all of them are positive, but that's okay as long as it's, you know, around the umbrella of something that's adding to the conversation. That's right. And that level of engagement is what we're talking about here. So you guys do it with your individual businesses. You do it with this podcast. It's critical to the success of this new podcast that you've got your finger on the pulse of what your listeners want. It's exactly. no different from a Main Street business or an enterprise level business. You've got to keep your finger on the pulse. Otherwise, you're going to be standing still or in the middle of the road. You're going to get run over by your competition. People will go elsewhere. You've got to stay engaged. That's awesome, Tim. Props to you for that. That's money right there. Well, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a huge, huge learning curve in the beginning. But now, obviously, with five years under our belt, it's been uh, – it's been a great, a great ride. <laughs> great journey. Anybody, hey, anybody that knows social media and really knows how to leverage, especially in, in Facebook, where you can really get in there, like, comment, and share, and engage on that level. Anybody that understands the power of the like, share, engage within a Facebook model should be modeling that offline. Right. Literally. You have to be modeling that same exact process in a face-to-face engagement. Where you're nodding your head, that's the like, right? That's, hey, you're doing a great job. You're responding back to their comments. Comments. Yep, you're replying. The little nested replies in Facebook, it's the same thing. Telling others is the sharing. Yeah, telling others is the sharing. Yeah. That's, That's genius. So I'm going to write a blog on that. That is that so is, smart. That is awesome. That, <laughs> that, that you walked us down that path. <laughs> Here's Yay. the other thing. Here's the other thing that I, if I can mention, I really think that it's a good thing to ask for the review. Ask for the share. Because there was a, another situation where I went into a shop. It's, it's like this little Italian-owned shop. Great sandwiches, homemade soup phenomenal salad, just little independent guy, the greatest personality ever. And it's hidden in this outlet mall that you would never think. But but I went in there the other day with my mom. It was packed, lying across. I mean, it's freezing cold right now in Chicago. And people, you know, drove, parked away from the real um, parking lot because it was all full of snow. 
trekking in there, long line, and then at the end, he said, hey, how are you doing this and that, like really connecting with his customers, and then he had recognized that we were new, and so he's like, let me ask your questions, and, and the guy making the sandwich, he's like, how can I help you, what are you in the mood for, really listening and probing questions to find out what it is that we wanted, and then at the end, he said, I'm happy that you like that because he asked us, how did you like it? And then we saw him like, oh my God, it was so good. He's like, I'm happy. Please tell others I'm on Yelp. That makes all the difference in the world to me. And I would be so thankful to you. I was like, of course I'm going to do Dude, it. Dude, that's awesome. So incredible. So I love that he asked. Yes. Right? And educating consumers. Yes. That was a critical component. Critical, critical, critical. I love this because um, I want every transaction with a client to be 100%. And I'll always say to them, if I'm coaching a, a client or working on a contract with a larger company, I'll always say to them, have I delivered 100%? Like Love that. total value? And they're like, yes, total value. Excellent. Love. Would you be so kind as to hop on a LinkedIn and provide a quick testimonial for me? It would mean a lot to my business if I provided that value for you. And most people are very grateful. They're very gracious about doing it. Absolutely. No problem. And it gets done. You have to educate people as to how they can support your business. But you have to ask that qualifying question first. Have I delivered total value for you? Yeah, great. Okay, good. Would you do me a favor? Throw me a solid. Boom. Get in exactly. there. Exactly. Uh, it's key that you educate consumers. That is so a key, key takeaway, guys, to make sure to ask. But of course, you have to deliver first, right? Yeah. Ask the probing question, ask for the review because it just supports. It's that third party perspective. It's the testimonials, the social proof, if you will, mm -hmm. that is going to just strengthen that brand for your business. Absolutely. Tim, and, what were you going to say? Yeah. I, I was just going to ask you, Pam, um, what would you say is the focus this year for you and your business? Because I know we've been talking a lot about customer manifesto and, sure. and you know, what, what about specifically? That, what, I wanted to kind of tell our listeners, you know, what's your focus this year? Well, it's so funny because I used to speak to business owners about social media and now social media is really kind of the side story. The trends for 2015 in global communication, listening. That's Love it. it. Love if it. you listen and, and stop worrying about what you're broadcasting, but actually start receiving, step out of your ego, start receiving the information, synthesize it into your business, you're going to have so much organic growth. It's ridiculous. The word of mouth marketing is going to be on fuego and <laughs> everything else will fall into place. Don't worry about advertising. Don't worry about increasing dollar spend on acquiring customers. Really focus on your existing customer base increase that lifetime value that number is so that data point is huge for a business and train 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 so that's really the core message that we're bringing forward for 2015 that's what's hot 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 love it so it's all <laughs> you heard it here first people it is so it's a pull strategy instead of a push strategy imagine Exactly. Like it goes back to the fundamentals, like make sure you're asking questions that you're feeling that your customers are being heard because then they trust you. Then they're going to want to do business with you. It just goes back to those days of people sitting around and hearing stories and connecting, right? Connecting, Imagine. listening and connecting. Imagine that. Absolutely. Imagine such a, th a world where people are listening. <laughs> totally. Conversation. I love, I love this interview. You guys, it was really unique because the three of us are really present. We're really listening to each other, assimilating the information, adding and plussing. This is what I'm talking about. When you create this level of engagement, even socially, 
it is so powerful. Everybody that you talk to on this level and that you connect with and listen to on this level, they feel super special. And the reason why, it's just like economics 101. When there is a shortfall in the marketplace, the asset value of something goes up and listening is the value right now. That's the equity that people need to be investing in if you want to stand out socially and professionally. I love you, Pam. Thank you so much for just adding so much value. I just adore you. I think you're so brilliant and really big things happening for you. So tell me, coming out with new products, new books, any speaking gigs you want to uh, talk about? Yes, I just closed an awesome deal. I'm going to be flying out to New Jersey in early May. Main Streets, New Jersey has hired me to come out. North Jersey, South Jersey, we're going to hit it all. Local businesses, everybody's welcome. And we're going to be talking about these concepts and doing a little bit more of a deep dive. So it's going to be a lot of fun, New Jersey. And I'll, I'm also speaking at the end of March at the National Main Street Center in Atlanta. So we're going to be talking about some really fun, new, hip, and happening things. That's I don't amazing. Know, I don't know if we've ever heard someone so excited about going to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, New Jersey people. I'm joking. I kid. I kid. I'm joking. I, I love. Joking. The, I love. I love Governor Christie. I love. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right. All right. Last question, Pam. Last question. We want some sage advice from you. You're a high-energy person. You're given value, and that's all you've been doing. But we're going to say one more nugget. What, like, sage advice do you have for our listeners, like something that they can take action on in the next 24, 48 hours that could help them either become boss-free or, if they are boss-free, help them along the path? Yeah, that, that's such a great question because I know a lot of your audience have home-based businesses or they're looking to break out of their corporate, you know, shackles and start owning their own life. So I was just in Atlanta speaking at an event, a UK-based company, and in the course of three days and four different presentations, I circled back to this one concept six times. And that is that we have to move into a place of using a framework of asking questions. So basically, let me tell you really quickly what it boils down to. You've got to understand what's going on with somebody today. Like, what's the story? This is how we break the ice, start engaging with people, right? What's going on with you? Ask them, you know, what's the future look like? Like, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to go? Like, get people into ideation. Really get them thinking beyond their day-to-day, -day, right? What's the biggest challenge? Why aren't you doing that? Why aren't you traveling to Hawaii? What's the story? What do you need to make that happen? And then saying, what are you willing to do to shift that? In other words, that's kind of a qualifying question. You know, are you open to a solution? And see what they come back with. This is money. That little four-question framework for how I engage with people really helps my prospects self-sort. Actually, they're not even prospects. They're suspects at that point. Then if they're like totally engaged and they're like, I'm totally serious. Like I'm a, I'm a nine. I'm totally serious about that. Cool. I think I have something that can help you with that. It's a great little sorting tool. Keeps it real. Keeps the conversation, you know, not worried about you in a sales cycle or closing somebody or when do I interject my cool thing or anything like that. <laughs> so just keep it real. Stay authentic number one thing that you could do in your business today. Bring it in a real sort of way that makes you relatable. Love it. Love it. So take that away as an action item for the peeps at Boss Free Society. We are going to have links on Pam Herman and all her social media handles. You can find more about her and her business at reachacrosstheregister.com as well as other shows. Join us on the Boss Free Society, The Dojo. 
the dojo we created where it's like like-minded people getting together and sharing their productivity hacks, life hacks, and all this other good stuff. Let us know what you think. And we're going to ask for that five-star review and also your feedback on how we can make our show better for you. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And Pam, you're amazing. I love you guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> I want to come back. Definitely. We want to hear the progress on your business. Sounds all right, great. guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society Podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society Fan Page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>